Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to Sports Radio 670 The Score. WSCR in HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports Sports Station, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Good Saturday morning, Chicago. Welcome inside the clubhouse right here, 670 The Score, and your Odyssey app broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. Talking baseball until 11 o'clock like we always do, 52 Saturdays a year. I am David Haw, along with Bruce Levine, and we promise to hustle every single segment <laughs> as we talk White Sox. As we talk Cubs, Field of Dreams, looking forward, looking back after another fascinating week in our baseball town. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Good morning, David. Uh, I, I want you to hustle, but I also want, to, want you to take care of that uh, strained hammy that you have. So I want you out there every game. But um, my message to you is run when you think you should run and don't run when you don't think you should run. In other words... How do you do it halfway? And that's going to be part of our theme today as we talk to you, the great baseball fan of Chicago. And as David said, 52 weeks out of the year, we talk baseball here and inside the clubhouse. David, uh, it's a it's a mixed message that has been out there for yes. the Chicago White Sox players. And it's been a focal point all year long since the injured players have come back and been told by the front office, by the medical staff, by Tony yeah. LaRusse and the coaches right. to to hustle, but also listen to your body and don't get re-injured. Yeah, you can call it a mixed message if you wish. I, I'm, I'm calling it terrible advice because it is terrible advice. You cannot go halfway and be a Major League Baseball player. You cannot be a professional anything and 
Wake up every morning and vow to give your best 75%. That's not the way it works, but we will get into that later because it has been the source of a lot of conversation and some criticism that has been warranted, and it has put the White Sox in the situation they are in, mired in mediocrity, if you will. But last night, Bruce, last night was a masterpiece of Michael Kopech pitching and also the bullpen picking him up. We're going to talk about his hitless six innings, Tony LaRusso's decision to remove him, and their two to nothing victory over the Detroit Tigers. That was the way it was supposed to work. You give way to the bullpen, Ronaldo Lopez, and then Graveman, and then Liam Hendricks. That is textbook White Sox winning baseball right. when things are going well. Right. Uh, you know, again, uh, 85 divided by six is, uh, you know, what? Close to uh, 14, I would say. That's the number. Uh, that would have been the projected numbers uh, going forward for the seventh, eighth, ninth inning. Do you think, David, realistically, you know, uh, he was going to be in a position in the eighth inning throwing a no-hitter with 100 and, uh, let's see, projected out? That would be 28 plus he'd already be at 113, which would be uh, way beyond the high of his career. They said there'd be uh, no math, Bruce. They said there'd be no math. But I think you're right. It's a good point. We'll get into some of the specifics, but you can't talk about wanting to treat one of your prized pitchers with care and then in today's day and age the word reckless would be used if they would have been if they would have left him in to surpass maybe the 100 pitch mark and just to get the no-hitter. He did what he did. Right. He did what the Sox needed him to do. And I think that now we'll, you know, we can debate whether that was a good or bad decision. I'm sure people have opinions. 312-644-6767. Also, Bruce, the Cubs had a big week. They had the day off on Friday, but they are uh, a team that needed it. After a memorable night in Dyersville, Iowa, in the cornfields, they beat the Cincinnati Reds 4-2. to two, But I don't know that anybody will remember the score as much as they will remember the experience. I wanted to get your perspective as somebody who loves baseball as much as you do, what you will take away from that. And I think that people have their own kind of images and their own memories. But when you watch that nostalgia, uh, cynicism, uh, the hologram, what will you take away from watching the Cubs and the Reds in Iowa? Well, I haven't been able to sleep at night uh, since I saw the hologram of Harry Carey. Uh, that, that has kept me up. Uh, you know, uh, some people were talking about, was that a hologram? Is that uh, Ryan Dempster dressed up as um, Harry? Uh, you know, it was it was a little odd. It was, I thought it was in some ways cool and in some ways creepy, okay? So it was a combination of both. Uh, obviously, even though the Reds were the home team, uh, as far as batting last, it, it was a Cub event, right? You know, it's Iowa. That's Cub Nation, right? Mm -hmm. Iowa, the Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, you know, the Iowa team has been uh, hugely connected with the Cubs organization for at least 40 years. Uh, before that, it was actually in the 60s and 70s. It was a White Sox farm club. But, um, I, you know, it was, it was mostly about the Cubs, even though jo Joey Votto was uh, the guy mic'd up. Uh, I think that Joey Votto was mic'd up because, with all due respect to everybody, he was the most recognizable name in the uh, for both teams, you know. So, from that perspective, it was interesting. But uh, I, I'll bounce it back to you, David. What did you take out of it? And uh, you know, did you enjoy the event? 
I thought Votto was terrific and mic'd up because he is one of the more thoughtful players in Major League Baseball, and he could also communicate all that's going on in his brain very well and, and process that information quickly. That was a, a pleasure to listen to him. I, I wish that Ian Happ would have been mic'd up longer. They had a very short inning, didn't give him a chance maybe to have the same platform. I was not as triggered by the creepy hologram as much as some other people. I thought it was a little bit uh, flattering to Harry Carey because he was polished and they added about 10 pounds and they, they put him up there. I felt like Brucey might have been trying to sell us a car. And that, that was what he looked like to me. Like, okay, but that was Harry or, Carey. He or needs a to be Budweiser, a more... at least a Budweiser, right? But he wasn't disheveled enough. He, would, he looked like he should have been a little bit more uh, after a couple buds, perhaps. Okay. But, yeah, that was one of those things. But most of all, I think that it was it, – it's always – I say always. It's been two straight years now where that is just an ode to baseball and what connects us all about – and what the game does – whether it's fathers and sons or parents and daughters or whoever it is, baseball brings people together. You feel like a family. And that innocence, I think, sometimes is lost when we talk about it, watch it, and see it unfold. And certainly, you know, we were smacked back in reality yesterday with the news that Fernando Tatis Jr., one of the game's greatest stars, banned 80 games for taking a PED. That was a reminder, okay, you're not in Iowa anymore, Major League Baseball, but that's what I think the beauty of Thursday night was for a couple hours, and for those two teams and those fans of those teams who were able to go for a day, they were able to take a step back in time uh, to a place where I think baseball does it right, and I hope Major League Baseball returns there because of it. Well, my, my perspective is a little different. I'm happy that both Chicago teams participated in the first two events. Uh, there will not be an event in 2023 uh, for the Field of Dreams game on television or an MLB game from there because of the fact that they're building a, uh, a, a permanent stadium. They're also the state of Iowa and uh, the group that Frank Thomas belongs to, uh, uh, Go the Distance, I believe baseball it's called, uh, is, uh, is uh, combining on this effort. So there'll be a pause in 2023. David, from my perspective, that's enough, okay? I, I believe that this is... <laughs> Uh, it's been a great event for, for two for two times. I'm sorry to make but, you smile, Bruce. I'm sorry for all the charming baseball talk that we would engage in. I'm, go back to being your grumpy self. That, what do you mean it's enough? How can you have enough I mean, of that? I, because it, it's played out. I think it's already played out. Honestly, I, I think it's, it's a great event. But do all 30 teams have to participate? Uh, is this something that's going to continue to resonate? Or is it just a... Uh, MLB attempt at grabbing more attention for the game, which is a great idea, and it's a great marketing idea. But, you know, how often is it, how, how many years in a row is it going to be quaint? And I ask you that, David, and I ask our listeners, 312-644-6767. It's, it's not going to stay quaint. Well, I think, before I answer, okay, we got a big show. We will continue to take your calls and texts about the question that Bruce just asked. We are also talking at the bottom of the hour to David Axelrod, the director of the Institute of Politics at the University of Chicago and the host of the Axe Files. He's a big baseball fan as well, former chief staff for President Barack Obama. We'll ask him if President Obama can maybe help the White Sox straighten things out or something like that. But he's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. And Coombe, 
Ron Coomer at 1030 will be with us to talk about that thing that Bruce wants canceled uh, in Major League Baseball, the Field of Dreams experience. Bruce, I don't know why, if you are a Major League Baseball fan, you would want to get rid of something that promotes the game as successfully as the Field of Dreams game promotes baseball. It did. It has. It will not continue to do so. I okay. think there's going to be an automatic pause next year. Okay, David? Automatic. It's, it's, it's done. Major League Baseball has not committed to this game beyond that, okay? So we will hear from them officially uh, during 2023 as to whether they want to continue on with this or not. I, I think it's a great place to go. I think it's a great uh, nostalgic ride for everybody that loves baseball, you and me and everyone else. I think it's a great family uh, place to, to end up in and have a catch with your friends. We didn't call it have a catch. Here. We, we didn't either. We put, Bruce, we put, hey, let's go out and have play a catch. catch. No it, one. It's an no, East no. Coast thing, right? Or whatever. Right, yeah. Uh, my friends and I say, you want to play catch? Okay, let's go. You know, that yeah. was it. I mean, but, but but in reality, uh, you know, is it is it going to be something that's really cool? Uh, maybe once in a while rather than every single year? Will it just kill the buzz, uh, you know, when you look at it every single year? I, I don't see the necessity for it to be there every single season. Well, you know, I don't uh, like to bring in hockey comparisons too often because I'll get a memo from somebody, don't talk any hockey. But the outdoor classics in the NHL continue for me, and I think people in the game, outdoor hockey has a special feel to it, a charm, if you will. And I do think that they do it year after year, and maybe they have diluted the product somewhat, but it's still a special experience for the people involved and the people attending, and it's still a cool event for people to watch. I look at Major League Baseball's ability to do this in Iowa and maybe other venues, maybe Williamsport, maybe uh, wherever you want to try to tap into the, the, the baseball interest and fandom that you haven't yet as a, as a sports league. So I think right. that not only would I – Re, push back a little bit the idea of canceling it or, or stopping this, I would want to expand the idea. I would want to bring it into communities that don't have Major League Baseball because you saw the way that Dyersville, Iowa, wrapped its arms around the Cubs and the Reds. And I know it is Cubs town, and they knew that Coom and Pat Hughes were coming with Zach, and I knew that they were excited about that because in Des Moines, the S's are silent, but the city's are, city is buzzing. <laughs> but I still think that you have to maintain – this because you've got something that's working don't try to break it look david uh maybe we should have one at lane tech behind lane tech at carry wood field next year okay are you for that <laughs> no I, mean, I can see the Chicago ball has baseball every day i can hear every pat day. saying long gone on to western avenue Okay. Okay. Now you're getting silly, Bruce. I think it's time to go to the phone lines. Let us know what you think. We are going to talk about the Field of Dreams. Do you want to see it continued or discontinued like Bruce? What about Michael Kopech? 85 pitches, six innings, hitless. And you know what? That earned him a seat in the dugout because Tony La Russa, in my mind, did the right thing. You have to conserve a guy that you're going to need in October if there is an October, and he is now Michael Kopech at 104 and two-thirds innings pitched, so you have to have the long view 
and he did the right thing, Bruce. Let's go to the score listener line. It's powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That is where we find Rusty is in Orlando. Rusty, thank you for listening. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Hey, good morning, David. Good morning, Bruce. Thanks for taking my call again. Uh, First comment is on Kopech and uh, La Russa's decision to pull him out. I totally 100% agree. You cannot risk this kid's arm. He's already maxed out or he's already exceeded his limit, his innings in his career. He's pitching with a bum knee or a tricky knee. Uh, So I think they did the right thing. I put the onus on the offense for not scoring against a a twice DFA'd pitcher in Daniel Norris. You mentioned mixed messages, and I'd like your comments. I'd like your thoughts on, I believe that Jerry, Chairman Jerry Reinsdorf, sent a message to this team with the inactivity at the deadline. I'm not so sure. I believe Rick Hahn in that they just didn't match up. They swapped salary with Reese or Diekman. I think it was a message to everyone involved that, hey, this is your team. You put it together. You're the manager. Get them to play. Get it straight. Or else there's going to be some possible changes in the offseason. Again, I love your show. Uh, You're always thoughtful in what you say, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Rusty. Appreciate the phone call. Bruce, what do you think? Oh, I loved Rusty's calls. Is that what you mean? Well, I think think uh, there was some sort of message implied to the White Sox. I I don't think there was a statement from Jerry Reinsdorf there. I think if there was a statement, it was a collective statement of the front office and Jerry Jerry in the offseason uh, saying, you know what, let's concentrate on solidifying the bullpen. The game is a bullpen game, okay? Let's go out, you know, we, we, we went, out, they got, went out and got Graveman, they went out and got Kelly to an already considered very good bullpen, if you agree, David, uh, that that was a good bullpen to begin with, and say, hey, this is the way the game's played now. We have good starting pitching. Maybe not as great as it was last year because uh, we're bringing Kopech in to replace Rodon, but we think he'll he'll be good at it. And uh, and that was their plan. I, I think you know not going after more left-handed hitting, uh, not going after you know uh, you know another second baseman. I think uh, you know they they brought in Harrison. He's been okay. Uh, he's a good energizer and a great teammate, but you know not the offensive catalyst that they probably needed at that position. I just think that um, at the deadline, they just said, look, let's add another uh, bullpen guy and, and go from there. I, I think they were in on Montas. They were in on um, on trying to get uh, um, other pitching before, and they didn't match up. They weren't able to have the, the, the people that they, the other teams wanted to uh, solidify that area. You inspired me to get out the calculator, Bruce, so I did do the math. Michael Kopech, there are 49 games left. He has potentially nine more starts. If he goes five innings per start, that's 45 innings. You add that to where he is right now, he'd be at about 150. And I know that's a magical number to a lot of people. And I think they have the long view here. So last night when they did what they did, they still won two to nothing thanks to Andrew Vaughn and his timely hit there to drive in those runs. When they did what they did, I think everybody – was pulling for a no-hitter. Yes, absolutely. But I think this was the smartest thing to do under the circumstances. So I get that message directly. It was like, okay, Michael Kopech. But the other thing that we're we're going to protect you. And to finish that thought, Bruce, when Michael Kopech looks like that, 
I know the White Sox fans have been through the ringer, but it makes you think that, all right, this is the guy that is that that ruins every narrative you have about the White Sox disappointing you in October and disappointing us and being that team that has let everybody down. If he follows up Dylan Cease or he does this in a three-game series, boy, and he looks like that, like he can in any given night, that is what the White Sox are hoping happens because he is unhittable, literally, on a night like that. Well, you know, every week uh, I get, uh, you know, blasted because I continue to believe in the White Sox. And the, and the reason I believe in the White Sox is because of their pitching. I still think they have the best starting pitching. I, I still think, as Rick Hahn said a couple weeks ago, we'll look at Kopech and, and we'll, we'll, we'll decide on the innings as we watch him and see if there's any stress-related innings or games that he's going through to see if he needs a, a start off. Maybe they skip him once, although this is not a team that looks like they can afford to start skipping people because every game seems like a must-win game the rest of the way with the in, with the Guardians playing the way they are and uh, Minnesota still being there. So from from all of that, uh, I, I just I still believe in the White Sox. I, I really do. I, I think the, the offense might catch up, might not. It's not a team that hits home runs. It's not a team that walks. Uh, it's a it's a team that pitches, and uh, if the defense can get straightened out, it's a tough ask to do. You know, now that uh, we don't know, uh, you know, if Anderson's going to be back at all, uh, there there are there are a lot of question marks still. But I believe in in really good pitching as a starter, so I I, I still have faith in the White Sox. He's Bruce Levine. I am David Haw, and when we come back, we will talk to David Axelrod, the director of Institute of Politics at the University of Chicago and the host of the Axe Files and former Chicago Tribune reporter and University of Chicago graduate here on Inside the Clubhouse, talking baseball, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Two down. Cubs lead by a run. Tying run at first. Martinez at the plate. Bryant guards the line at third. Here we go. Montgomery's pitch. A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. The Cubs come pouring out of the dugout, jumping up and down like a bunch of delirious 10-year-olds. The longest drought in the history of American sports. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, David Hall, Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock talking baseball. Yeah, that was Pat Hughes. Yes, you have heard that many times before. And, yes, uh, we are going to reminisce a little bit about what it means to Cubs fans still to have that memory. And David Axelrod, who is a longtime baseball guy, you know his name because he's the director of the Institute of Politics at the University of Chicago and the host of the Axe Files podcast, one of the foremost political commentators in America, is going to join us because he also has, you know, Bruce, something in common with, uh, I know he's an old friend of yours, but we both worked at the Chicago Tribune looking forward to talking to him about the Cubs and baseball in America. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, David will be joining us soon, and um, I'm sure uh, it's going to be fun because uh, during uh, 2015-16, I got to to know David. uh, I I knew him casually before that, but got to know him uh, really well when he was doing a a series of articles, I believe it was for the New Yorker magazine on uh, on the Cubs and baseball, and it, it was uh, fascinating to be uh, spending the, you know some downtime in between uh, interviews with players and and uh, Joe Madden and uh, you know uh, Theo Epstein to uh, to get to know David and, and talk a little sports politics combination. Yes, it is, and it is our privilege now to go to the guest hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, to bring in the director of the Institute of Politics at the University of Chicago and the host of the Axe Files podcast, which is a great listen. David Axelrod, welcome inside the clubhouse. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Score. Hey, great to be with you guys. Nothing says baseball more than the Institute of Politics at the University of Chicago. So I appreciate being, I appreciate being invited. Well, David, as one former Chicago Tribune columnist to another, it is a privilege to yes. talk to you this morning. I, I've always admired your work, and I know that you are a longtime Cub fan that worked in the Obama White House that was a Sox place uh, to, to dwell. I just wondered if, let's start there, in, in terms when you when you go back and reminisce about those years, <laughs> How uh, how much uh, baseball talk was there amongst the the foremost White Sox fan in America? Well, let, and, and well, let me just cl- let me just clear one thing up. Uh, I'm from New York originally. I came here to go to college, and so I don't have the tribal loyalties of a native 
Chicago, and I I, uh, I went to school and lived on the South Side for a long time. I'm a National League guy by 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 uh, sort of uh, lineage because uh, my dad was a huge uh, Giants fan when he was growing up and uh, hated the Yankees, which I inherited. But I came out here, and uh, I just I love being in a town where there's baseball every day, and I've got seasons tickets on both sides of town. So. Um, People accuse me of being a politician when I say this, but I really, I, I'm a fan of both teams. Uh, that said, in the White House, Obama was definitely a, a White Sox fan. I'll tell you guys, uh, the, the, the moment that I knew that this guy could get elected president, we went to a fundraiser in uh, Boston, and it was in the fall, it was in September, and there was a series between the White Sox and the Yankees, and uh uh, the organizer uh, hands Obama a Red Sox cap and says, I want you to wear this cap. And uh, Obama says, there's, there's no way on earth I'm putting that cat up, cap on my head. I'm just telling you. And I'm saying, that's good. That's good judgment. You know, we've seen Hillary got in trouble on this and good, good. So he goes out to the and there's 5000 people there. It's a small dollar fundraiser. And he says, they asked me to wear a Red Sox cap, and I had to tell them they got the wrong colored socks. And everybody starts booing. And uh, I'm thinking, what is he doing? And he says, but I'll tell you this, when you're playing the Yankees, I'm a Red Sox fan. And, and everybody burst, burst into applause. I said, boy, this guy could get elected president. That was very, very slick. Uh, but um, uh, he, he's actually more of a – He's a fanatical college football fan, and uh, uh, and he is a, obviously a huge basketball fan. So, um, you know, baseball talk was between, uh, you know, between others. Robert Gibbs, the press secretary, was a huge baseball fan. My dear friend to this day, we still talk baseball uh, uh, pretty frequently. But... Um, uh, but so, yeah, it was uh, I did not have all that much discomfort. And one of the uh, joys of working in the White House was that, uh, you know, I got like uh, I got to meet Ernie Banks, who came by my office. Sandy Koufax, one of my boyhood heroes, came by my office. Uh, he was there for an event. And, you know, he's not an easy guy to get to know or in touch with. So that was a so I, I, I amassed a a bunch of signed baseballs from hall of famers. That uh, was I did not escape with classified documents, but I did get balls signed by hall of hall of fame, baseball players, which was great. You know, Ernie came in and he sees a ball that's signed by Willie Mays. And you have to understand Willie's signature does not in any way. Uh, if, unless you know what it is, you, you don't know whose signature yeah. it is. It's 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 indecipherable. So uh, he comes and he says, "Ah, Willie Mays, the greatest there ever was." And I said, being polite, I said, "Well, Ernie, you know, I'm sure people, some people say that about you." And he said, "You know what? I wasn't even in his league." He said, "When when Willie stepped on the field, all the other players watched to see what he would do." Uh, and I actually that he was my he was my boyhood hero uh willie mays uh, i think he was maybe the greatest player of all time uh with apologies to the babe uh so um anyway 
you guys put a quarter in and I gave you 10 plays. Sorry about that. <laughs> that, that that's okay. I mean, I, I only wanted to get you on to ask you uh, what team uh, Wolf Blitzer uh, roots for. And, uh, you know, uh, is, is he... <laughs> is, is he you know, uh, here, Wolf, Wolf is a... He is a dyed-in-the-wool Buffalo Bills fan. He's made that clear. He grew up in Buffalo. Uh, and... He's a huge uh, Nationals and particularly Wizards fan. You know, he was, uh, for years, he would announce the lineups or something. I mean, I don't know whether it was the lineups, but he'd do a little spiel before the games from the Situation Room. He said, this is Wolf's Blitzer from the Situation Room, and here's the situation for our Wizards. And he, so he's a huge sports fan. So here's an incredible thing. I'm on with Wolf, you know, we're talking before one of these remotes and he relates to me that he was a walk-on on the university of Buffalo football team. And, and I said, well, what would, I figured he was, you know, a punter or a, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. Right. So uh, I said, what, what, what position do you put? Linebacker. Linebacker. And I'm like, this can't be true. Uh, and he said, I, I didn't last very long. I forget he was, they were playing some team and some, uh, some future all pro running back, uh, impressed Wolf into the turf, uh, at the <laughs> stadium, wherever they were playing. And, uh, it, he decided that his future was in journalism. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, different kind of hard hitting, uh, approach for <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Joined by yeah, David th- Axelrod. Yeah, go ahead, David. Well, I was going to say one thing about Obama is um, he didn't play. You know, he played. He was a great. He's, he really is a very, very good basketball player. Played on an all-state team in Hawaii, and uh, but he he never really played baseball. He could throw a football really well. He could not throw a baseball very well. And uh, we got invited when he was running for the Senate to uh, a Kane, Kane County. Cougars game for him to throw out the the first ball. And I didn't think to ask him, hey, can you throw? Uh, so we get there, and he's on the mound. There are kids around him. And he throws what could charitably be described as a parabola uh, to home plate. And the, and the Cougars, were, I'm sitting by their dugout. They just, all these young minor league kids, they just, unload on him unmercifully he throws like a freaking girl and all of that so you know he told me oh there were kids around so i had to adjust my throw but when he got invited to throw out the first pitch at the uh i think it was the american league championship in 2005 now he is the senator he uh clandestinely uh, arranged to uh go to wrigley field which was uh the cubs were on the road and he took his uh, body man uh, as catcher, and he spent two hours uh, throwing to this kid because he didn't want another parabola incident at the American League Championships. Uh, it's like you know when he was a candidate when he was a can- when he was a candidate. I I asked him. I mean, I was it, I had this idea. It was a Pennsylvania primary. Well, go to a bowling alley because. Bowling is, though they're a great place to campaign, one person's bowling and everybody else is sitting around. You could shake a lot of hands. But I didn't say go bowl. And I get this panicked call from an advanced person saying, we got a problem. I said, what's the problem? He said, he pulled a 32. 
I said, like, a 32? How, how could that happen? And this became, you guys may remember, a huge story. It's like, you know, because it was a sign that he wasn't culturally attuned to middle America and so on. When he became president, he uh, had the advantage of a bowling alley at Camp David and at the White House. And when he'd go to Camp David, he'd go and he'd practice bowling. I'm telling you, by the end of his by the end of his tenure as president, he was bowling two hundreds, um, which tells you something about the guy. He, he doesn't like to lose. No. Thrilled to be joined by David Axelrod here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. David, speaking of Middle America, it was on display the other night in Dyersville, Iowa. Cubs, Reds, the yeah. League of Dreams game. Just wanted to get your reaction in terms of what you felt watching that. We know how special baseball was to your father. It connected fathers yeah, and sons uh, Thursday night. Yeah. That's, the, that's the intent, and it certainly pulled it off very well. Listen, uh, my dad was an immigrant from Eastern Europe, from Ukraine, actually, Jewish immigrant. And uh, he came to the Bronx, and I think he learned how to play baseball before he learned to speak English. And he uh, he played ball with Hank Greenberg, sandlot ball with Hank Greenberg. And by the time he was graduated from high school, he was an all-city pitcher, and he got a college scholarship to LIU to play baseball. And every weekend when I was growing up, uh, my father and I were at the ballpark, uh, and my dad died when I was 19. And um, and those memories are memories that I uh, savor. And uh, and I have sons now. Um, we used to go to spring training uh, every uh, every uh, winter, and um, I uh, and when I take even now when I go to baseball games with my uh, my sons, I kind of feel that connection. And now I have some, I've got grandkids, little grandkids, and they attended their first game uh, this year. And it's just a beautiful thing. So, yeah, I find it emotional, the whole field of dreams um, kind of context. And um, uh, I, I was moved last year. I was moved this year. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's also – it appears to be the one place where Chicago teams can win. So uh, that's <laughs> that, that, that adds that to the whole mystique. Yeah, yeah it does help. It David, does help. David Axelrod, our guest for a few more minutes on Inside the Clubhouse. And uh, David, I was uh, telling uh, David Haw how, uh, you know, we became more connected uh, when you were uh, – doing those articles. Was it for the New Yorker, mm -hmm. I believe? For the New Yorker, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Back in uh, 15, 16. And uh, I, I wonder uh, how all that resonated with you, uh, especially uh, your time getting to know those uh, future world champions and uh, and your your conversations with Joe Madden. I know th those were uh, lively yeah. and interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I love, I lo first of all, it was a great experience. You know, um, I left journalism, but journalism never left me and storytelling. And so I thought this was a great story. You know, the, 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 the idea that the lowly Cubs had, could actually be a contender was something that appealed to me. And I asked New Yorker if I could write a piece for them. And uh, but really, uh, I mean, the two conversations that were just magical to me were with Joe Madden, who's just like, 
you know, such an enchanting guy and such a font of kind of common sense. Uh, and, um, uh, and, you know, I, I mean, you know, he, half the conversation were lessons on baseball and half the conversations were lessons on life. And, uh, you know, so such a good sense of humor, such a thoughtful guy. Uh, and then Theo, you know, I mean, that was like a hearing him talk about baseball and the way he talked about baseball, you know, was like getting a, a graduate degree, uh, you know, and obviously he's like his head is filled with data um, for better and worse, but his head is filled with data. And but the data is really really interesting and enlightening and it gave me some insight into how they um how they were approaching uh building that team and both those guys just so bright you know and so interesting uh it was it was a real treat and i'll tell you one other thing that i remember from writing that piece i remember uh david ross in the clubhouse and just what an ebullient presence he was there and how he related to the other players. And I'll tell you guys this, I know Bruce and I, you and I were talking offline about the struggles the Cubs are having right now. Um, I'm really impressed with the way he's managed this team. Uh, you know, because they come out every day. You don't get the sense that they are not giving it their all. You don't get the sense that they're not playing hard or that they don't want to win. You don't get the sense that they're matter-of-fact when they do win. And I attribute that to him. You know, I'm kind of really looking forward to when he has a a real team to uh, to manage, uh, and because I think he's I think he has the capacity to be a great manager, and we're seeing signs of that right now. We're up against the clock, David, but in 60 seconds, okay, let's go make you David from Hyde Park. You are the Meatball Cub fan. You heard Tom Ricketts say this week that he is committed to spending if necessary in the off season, knowing what, you know, the context of your cub fandom, uh, even though it may be uh, more recently than some people, do you trust this cub ownership group? Do you trust this cub front office to do what's necessary in the off season to become a contender again? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, they did spend in the first instance and they made a fortune off of that. And they did bring a championship back here They've gone into, uh, you know, they've become austere uh, and, uh, in, the, in the years since to be charitable. Uh, and, uh, but I don't know how long, I mean, you know, I don't know if they want to be the team that sucks every year but draws fans because people love the ballpark. I think they have enough of a sense of connection to uh, this team and the city that they're not going to want to do that. Uh, the question is, what will they spend money on and what do they think their priorities are? They seem to be developing pitchers, uh, you know, young pitchers now rather than buying pitchers, which is how they start, you know, getting Lester started the whole uh, run to the championship. So I don't, I don't know exactly what they would be, what, what they would be in the market uh, for, but uh, I hope that, I hope that they're aggressive because I think they they do have a bunch of young players. I, I live near South Bend a lot of the time. I went down to see the South Bend Cubs, and, you know, see some of those kids. There's some exciting stuff going on down there, and I think they have the ability to develop a team. And they got some exciting stuff going up. You know, uh, Nico Horner, I think, is a revelation. You know, Morel is, is an interesting kid full of energy. There's stuff going on here. So I hope that they give us a chance.
to have another championship. That would be fun. You know, I'm looking forward to that. David, uh, uh, David and I appreciate your time. It was great fun. We have to do this again because uh, I, I'd love to. Just because your stories, maybe we'll just have you in studio one day uh, when everybody. I'd love to do about it. That. Yeah, and uh, thanks again. Uh, keep up the great work uh, that you do as well. Thanks, and uh, thanks, thanks again. Have a great day. Thank okay. you so much, David. Appreci- uh, appreciate it, fellas. Great chatting with you. David Axelrod, the uh, foremost political commentator in America, former member of the uh, Obama White House, and a big Cub fan who also has a great podcast, Bruce, The Axe Files. That was a fun interview, great for him to join us, talking about a lot of things. As you can tell, he's passionate about baseball as a longtime baseball fan. Okay, we're getting back to Cubs and Sox. We will look at the White Sox and the Luis Robert injury. and what. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com that means is he injury prone or not because every day it seems like he is day to day we'll talk about it next chicago sports radio 670 the score On a dark desert highway. back in this game they try to make a game of it but at the end of the day they came up a little short we both of us thought the series was disappointing in texas splitting it and in order to split this one the Sox had to win today which they did not a wasted effort by Dylan Cease, who once again was magnificent. But the tough part to watch on a daily basis, and I'm sure they're feeling the same way throughout part of the organization, is that it seems to be that hustling is optional. And as long as that stays that way, it's going to be very difficult to win some games going forward. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, David Hall, Bruce Levine. That was Steve Stone. Thursday, boy, the plot thickens. He was critical of the White Sox effort level, as he should be, as he has been. And as we all have reason to criticize, this this is a team that has been too lazy too often. And Luis Robert, in that example, was the latest culprit. Bruce, last night, the, the plot switched a little bit. Luis Robert running hard to second base, trying to steal second, sprains his wrist. And now it looks like he could be Day-to-day, what can you tell us about, number one, his health status, and we will get into the overall hustling status later. Don't know more today. We, we don't have a, a clear idea about how long this is going to be. But, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, what can go wrong has gone wrong for the Chicago White Sox this year. There's no doubt about it. There's some years where, you know, take, take yourself out of the Chicago mentality right now, and you're – in Boston looking at the Chicago White Sox, you go, well, you know what? It's just not their year. Uh, that's hard to accept, 
David, uh, you know, for a team that's uh, three and a half games out of first place. But it appears to be one of those baseball conundrums, you know, one of those situations where uh, you just you have the talent. It's just not coming to the surface. When it does, it gets hurt. You get more than your share of injuries. And what, what can go wrong does go wrong for the Chicago White Sox. Careful, Bruce. You are publicly coming close to criticizing whether or not or asking if the White Sox have enough fire. When Johnny Cueto did that, Tony LaRussa didn't like it. And you know what that did? That exposed him to our weekly segment, Chin Music. We'll come at him next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 